steps in your word dear lord lead me guide me every day send your anointing father i pray order my steps in your word hey my courageous beauties welcome back to another episode i'm your girl crystal and this is the courageous beauty podcast this is wisdom wednesday so you already know we're getting ready to get into a good lesson today and if it if you don't know by now the topic is god will order our steps in his word so i have quite a bit to share with you today so let me just go ahead and jump into it and um we talked about uh quite a few things in the last year and in the up and coming year and we'll definitely go over that as well but i want to share some scriptures with you of course and the first one is psalm 119 105 it says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and then psalm 119 130 says the entrance of thy words giveth light it giveth light it giveth understanding unto the simple and so in other words this means that god's word enlightens us it allows us to know of him of things and even know of ourselves right and so the best thing that we could possibly do is to that we could possibly do is love and trust god in all that we do allow him to come in our lives to direct our paths now we ended the year off talking about knowing god and having a relationship with him and that's how we can find our identity right and we talked about what to do to maintain that by making sure we are checking our thinking and our gratitude and also preparing our first fruits of all our possessions of course you know as i said before you want to pray and ask god how he wants you to do that and it's not too late right we also talked about this year being a new year and a new you so now we are doing a deep dive on asking god to order our steps and when we ask him, we need to move out of the way and allow him to do so. That's how we are new in this new year, right? We are no longer going to depend and or rely on people, places, things, and our ideas of our own. We're going to pray and follow God's steps for our lives. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't, don't be deceived. God will use people to speak things into your life. But definitely, you will try the spirit by the spirit to see if it's of God by lining up what folks tell you with the word of God. If it's someone tells you something, a prophecy, or gives your word, uh, ask them to back it up in the scriptures, right? Ask them to show you where they found this at. How does this align in um, God's word, right? You're allowed to do that. You don't have to necessarily accept what someone speaks over you. Um, yeah, you don't have to if you don't want to. But if it's aligning up with God's word, definitely, you know, take some time and think about what that person may be saying. But you ultimately it should be confirmation to you you should you should be able to go to god yourself right and um obviously seek counsel with someone who is definitely more experienced in the bible or you know who is a spiritual scholar or lawyer if you will in the word of god i definitely do right so we are all and i repeat we are all works in process progress because our flesh wants to mind the things of this world but we will discuss further how we need to walk by the spirit of god in order to be his child and not after our fleshly and or carnal desires 
we have to put away the old man or woman and put in put on the mind of Christ and allow God to have place at the head of our lives. We need to, for real, allow God not to just take the will, as folks like to say, when something goes wrong, they'll say, Jesus, take the will, right? I'm sure you guys have heard that. We need to start by letting him be in the driver's seat in a lot of situations. And in other situations, we need to allow him to be our GPS. Because faith without works is dead. So God's not going to do everything for us. So we have to follow the direction step by step in situations we do need to back up and allow him to literally be the driver for us, right? Knowing that because God is our loving father, that he will challenge us to prune us to bear more fruit, but he will never put more on us than we can bear. Besides, his grace and his mercy for us in the midst of our sin, he has still spared us. His His grace is sufficient for us, okay? Even in the midst of our sin, he still spared us. I had to say that again. Now, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not child with men always, right? Um, that's one thing we need to remember. He's not going to child with us always. That means he's not going to keep playing games with us. It's, it's, you know, it's time out for playtime. It's time for us to get our life right and align with him. At the end of the day, if you say you love God, then you will obey him. And you will trust him and walk by faith and not by sight. It's not always easy, but it's definitely possible and doable, right? And like I say, so don't be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not child with men always. So in this new season, we definitely have to get it together, okay? We have to know that old things are passed away and behold, all things are made new. And learn how to love and trust in the Lord with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul. We need to learn not to to lean to our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways. And he shall direct our paths. God, and he's such a great God. He, He has truly given us everything we need. And when a man's ways please God, he will give us the desires of our hearts. Okay, and so when I say man, that means mankind. It doesn't just mean men, M-E-N, or just, you know, one man. It means mankind. Okay, he will give a man or one man, mankind, the desires of their heart, right? And something I want to ask you, did you know that our desires that align with God's word, he's actually given them to us anyway? He's given us the desires. And I believe that this because God created us with intentions on loving us and us loving him. And we can't truly say we love him and not obey him. I mean, he is our creator after all. But I believe with that intention, he knew that he was going to put into each and every one of us um, something, you know, an investment. He knew what he was putting in each and every one of us. And the fact is, it's only right to expect a return on your investment. I've said this many times before. So our desires are not even our own, just like our life is not our own. God has predestined us and predetermined our lives. He knows the way that we should take. So I'm just saying, you know, I, I can I can only speak for me and encourage you. But I'm just saying, why wouldn't you want to follow our loving father that already knows where the cliff drops in life are, right? Why would we want to ever try to figure out a path for our own lives that have already been created for us as long as we follow God's will and why and and, and his way for our life, right? Now, now listen, I'm, I'm not saying, as I said before, that we won't have hiccups along the way. Jesus himself said that he would even be a stumbling block to some because of their unbelief and in him and lack of faith in God. 
we will continue down a spiritual spiraling path of stumbling blocks that wasn't even meant for us if we miss the way God has set the path before us. Now listen, my courageous beauties, it will take courage to walk by faith and not by sight because we have been accustomed to, in this generation specifically, to knowing the answers. And and, and the problem is we depend on technology so much and doing everything for us, Google searches, Siri, Alexa, all of those things, right? We have to remain focused on our creator whom is the source of all intelligence and not rely on artificial intelligence to give us the answers we need. In fact, the very creations we try to use to answer our life's problems was a thought and idea in the mind of God before it was in the mind of the of in the folk that create what they thought was new technology anyway. Okay, so I know I kind of went off on a tangent in that in that sense, but but to get to drive home the point that whatever you think is new, God thought it first. He created it first. So keep that in mind, you know, so I would rather follow him instead of a self-help book or something like that to be my main source of, you know, inspiration on my daily affirmation or something I'm going to try to manifest or whatever. I want to manifest what God wants me to manifest. You understand what I'm saying? If it ain't for me, it ain't for me. But if it is for me and it's meant for me, I'll have it, right? So we have to be mindful. He is the source and everything else is a byproduct and a resource, which everything we have should be used to spread the word of God and show his love in some way. Now, how do I know this? Because God's word says that our gifts will make room for us, right? And even before I tell you that, it says all good and perfect gifts come from the Lord, right? And um, he has no sh- from the father of lights where there is no shadow or turning and there is no variableness or variableness or whatever. Right. And the thing about that is, is he's not changing who he is to 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 gift you, to bless you, to do things for you. He may change situations in our life, but God's not changing. He already did what he was going to do. And now it's up for us to do the work we need to do for him to allow him in our lives to use us as vessels to reveal those things to us by and by. That's why someone said, oh, I came out with a new adventure. Yeah, it just wasn't revealed to them yet. It's already been in their DNA. It's already been in their, I should say, kingdom or spiritual DNA for them to create this thing. But he had to get that person to a place where they can even handle the creation, handle the thought. You understand what I'm saying? So one thing I will say is, how do I know this? Because God's word says that our gifts will make room for us, meaning they will provide in or create opportunities for us. And out of these rooms, and and it will put us in rooms with great kings, meaning we have the access to folk in rooms we don't even think we belong in. Our names are spoken in rooms that we haven't even heard of. I have proof of this. This has happened to me, you know, plenty of times before that someone will be talking about me and consider me and I didn't even know anything about it. And it then turned out to be a a tremendous blessing. God will do that for you. Right. So I know if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. So but our gifts will make room for us, but our gifts are not our own. They are to be used to edify and to uplift his children our our siblings in the kingdom our sisters and brothers and to spread god's word and the 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 making room is the provision right and it puts us in in place of, of of great kings and so the access that we have in these rooms you may not think you belong there but god said even in that self-same hour he'll give you what you need to say so don't always be afraid to step out on faith to take new chances and opportunities because 
God may have put you in that room for a reason. Not just because you're so super perfect either or you're just doing such a great job. No, he has a job for you to do and he needs his men on the inside. Okay? <laughs> so think about that. But the thing of it is, is that when we have access in the rooms that we, even though we don't think we belong in, once you get into that room and you know it's God that gave you the access, it's what we do with that access, with that power, that platform, when we get in those arenas that matter. What you do once you get there. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget who gave you that job. Don't forget who made it possible. God did, right? And we're still talking about ordering our steps in your word, Lord, because if we allow him to, if we take the opportunity that God gave us, then we allowed him to order our step in that, in that matter. So that means keep that same energy, whatever you was doing to get there, continue doing that and continue to do more because every realm goes higher. Now, are we spreading love or we are hate? We have to pick a side. We can't be out here straddling the fence of life and, and only want the blessings of God without the obedience, which is why we miss. And we, we ask God, we miss and we ask God to order our steps in his word as to reveal unto us the mysteries of the kingdom that will give us access to unlocking our destinies and our purpose in this world for God. Like, what is your assignment in general? Have you ever asked God, why am I still here? I'm here because I know you love me and I know I have value. So I want to make sure I honor you, Lord, with my life. But please give me insight on what it is that you want me to do. Because I know that because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of me, that I am bought with a price. The price is that Jesus paid the price for our salvation when he died on the cross. Therefore, when we do pass on from these earthen vessels, we don't fade into utter darkness because of our sin. We will have a chance to be with him in eternal life, to be with Jesus, to be with the Lord in, in eternity. And it means to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, we speak life in this season, but we have to know that that being with him in eternity is only reserved for those that, you know, God has his investment in and are actually giving him glory with their lives. So keep that in mind. And how do I know that? Because Matthew 7, and 27 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name, have we cast out devils? And in thy name done wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I will, no, I will never know you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So that's why we have to check our motive and what we do, making sure that what actually matters is eternity. It don't matter what kind of car you drive what kind of house you got it matters is your eternity where is your soul going to go after you have done the work that you were supposed to do here right and verse 24 says therefore whosoever heareth these say sayings of mine and doeth them i will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and verse 27 27 says and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall of it so the thing about it is <laughs> it's it's people out here that are saying they're doing things in the name of God but they're not allowing God to order their steps and Jesus is saying 
I'm going to say I don't know you. So you can be, oh, I'm a philanthropist. I gave all of my this and I gave all that. Okay, but you gave it so that you could be recognized. You didn't give it in, in Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? You didn't tell anybody about me. You told them about the dollar amount that you gave. See, it's a fine line. And that we have to be careful, right? Now, there's quite a few other scriptures I want to share with you. And um, we'll talk about it as we go. I hope that you guys are getting something from this. And I hope that you ask God to reveal to you what your purpose is and ask him to order yourselves as well. Now, going back to Psalm 119, in 131, it says, I opened my mouth and panted for long for thy commandments. In other words, I long to find out what God wants me to do. I long to try to understand, get an understanding so that I'm not out of misstep. Not that I'm trying to be in perfection, but I want the perfection in regards to maturity of it, of, of being better than I was yesterday. I mean, you know, sometimes it's just baby steps. Let me be better than I was in the morning time this afternoon because I'm human and I mess up and God knows that and I'm faulty and I make mistakes and I don't make the right choices. I'm not sitting here trying to beat up myself, but if I know I have a path that God has set before me, guess what? I want to reach that path. I want to see what, I want to go on and see what the end's going to be. You understand what I'm saying? That's old school. But if you don't try to press towards God, how, you know, what he has for you, what are you really doing? You know, what What are you doing? Ask yourself that. Are you just letting years go by? Are you wallowing in your past and pain and frustration and confusion? God is not the other confusion. You know, so ask yourself those questions to find out where you are. Take a barometer uh, and your own temperature and figure out where you're at. And if you straddle in the fence, figure out what side you want to be on. God's not going to force you to be on, on the side of the fence where he is, but he's going to say, I wish that you would choose life. So listen to my commandments. Listen to what I'm telling you to do. You know, now I do have uh, Psalm 132. Or I'm sorry, Psalm 119 verse 132 says, Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down my eyes, because they keep not thy law. So I wanted to read that because not only do we, those of us that are strong in the Lord, have a responsibility to uplift God's children and, well, you know, uplift our own walk. We have an up opportunity and a responsibility to share his word and uplift others. So when it says here, rivers of water run down my eyes because thy, they keep not they, not thy law. We should feel something when someone else is not keeping God's law as well. We should. And if he's giving you the gift to speak to that situation, not in a way that you're judging someone, we have to be careful not to judge a judgment, you know, that is not righteous. But we have to be mindful to not just be a, a bystander and not tell someone what they potentially could gain or lose by following God or not. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, where what where it is your heart you should love the things that god loves and you should hate the things that god hates that's the bottom line there's no oh well this person loves who they want to love if it's wrong it's wrong period and i said what i said and moving on 
Psalm 119, 160 says, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. So yeah, God's word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endure forever. So know that when God speaks a word, his word will not return unto him void. It will accomplish what he sent it to do. Now, Romans uh, chapter 8 is where I wanted to kind of mention a couple things. And I did go over this before. Um, so I'm going to jump around a little bit in Romans 8. We're still talking about ordering my steps in, in your word, Lord. But this is showing you how to, ha- to allow God to order your steps. It's one thing to say, God, please order my steps. But then what's the next step? You need to know how to allow him to do it, right? So you do that by prayer. You do that by waiting and listening and being quiet in your secret place and just being still and listen to his word. The caveat to that, though, is if you don't read his word, you're not going to have anything to recall to allow the Holy Spirit to bring back. You have to feed your spirit so that the Holy Spirit can speak to you in the language that you just read. God will meet you right where you are, but if you don't give him anything to work with, you're pretty limited. He'll still work with you because he's not an incomplete God. He's a complete God and knows how to reach you even in the muck and the mire and the confusion of places of your life so he can reach you anywhere you are. So don't ever think that just because you may know one scripture or you may know no scripture, God can't reach you. He can reach you everywhere you are. But once you know what you know, you're accountable for what you know. So now it's time to do the work, right? This is a new year. We, this is a year I feel of accountability and actually doing, putting action behind your words and action behind what the things that you've said and moving past certain situations in your life and certain stumbling blocks in your life. And so this, this scripture or these scriptures, Romans eight is talking about condemnation and conviction, two different things. When you're walking in the flesh, you can get condemned because when something is condemned, it's cut off thus equals death right but because grace has been applied to the word which is jesus he is grace he has come to fulfill the word of god we now can get convicted in our spirit without the condemn without the condemnation without the death behind it we can get convicted for correction and for uh you know turning around you know, for that purpose and, and, and so that we can grow and the pruning and the tuning of our spiritual minds. Right. And, but it's for, it's for our spirit, man. It's no longer attached to sin and death. Right. As long as you walk by the spirit, Romans eight fourteen says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You are not a son of God. If you don't walk by his spirit. Okay. And I'm going to skip that. Definitely go back and please read this whole chapter, okay? Because it's very powerful. Take your time. You don't have to read it all in one day. Take some notes. Read it in plain English. Read it in King James. Read it in NIV. Read it in several different translations so you can, so you, so the Holy Spirit can allow you to grab it how you understand it, okay? Romans 8 26 and 34. This is the King James Version says, Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, meaning the Holy Spirit helps us in our infirmities. I just told you he can reach you anywhere you are. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Meaning if you're in so much agony and you just can't even utter a word, 
something like, oh, God understands that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He even understands that. Okay, he understands your moanings and your groanings. And so what happens is when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, he knows what you need. So your even non-vocal utterance that cannot be interpreted by you or anyone else, God understands what that's what that is. So your spirit will pray for you because we don't necessarily always know what we need. That's beautiful. Have you ever heard so you so have you ever asked someone like what's going on with you? And they're like, you know what? I don't know. I just feel some type of way. That's the lingo of the, of the, of this generation, you know. Try to find out what that type of way is so you can pinpoint it and so you can pray specifically for that area. Sidebar, right? <laughs> so keep that in mind. Don't always just label it some type of way. It try to find out what it is if you can. If you can't groan and moan until you until it becomes a reality until you become to understand what it is right in the meantime start somewhere okay i'm gonna read that again likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit God searches our hearts. He knows what's in the mind of our spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Everything is the will of God, which is why we have to follow God's word. We need God to order our steps so we can be walking by his spirit so that the Holy Spirit can search our hearts and help us and intercede. Intercession is basically someone praying on your behalf. That's what Jesus does. He built the he built he built the uh, he bridged the gap between sin and God because God can't look at anything evil or bad, right? He has to turn his back on sin. So because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice, sacrifice, he made the price for us. He will look at Jesus when he he'll see Jesus when he sees us because Jesus is that intercessor. That is beautiful. And when he left and died, he left. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I'll send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter that rests on the inside of us. And so Jesus, God sees the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. So every time he sees us, he sees Jesus. Not that we are Jesus, but we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us that is a representative. I hope that makes sense. Okay, let's move on. So, so the intercession, he'll make it because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Verse 28 says, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are, are, are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. See, the re, we, we are supposed to be conformed to the image of Christ. Okay, that's why old things are passed away and behold, old things are made new. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestine, then them he also called. So that means you're predestined and you're called. And whom he called, them he also justified. So that means you're predestined, you're called, and you're justified. 
and whom he justified them he also glorified so that means you're predestined you're called you're justified and you're glorified what shall we say then say to these things if god be for us who can be against us that if i tell you one thing god made his children some bad people and i mean that in a good way okay um if that because listen the enemy try to whisper something in your ear all you gotta say if god be for me who can be against me Ooh, thank you jesus i feel like that makes me invincible now i ain't about to do anything crazy but it makes me feel invincible that i have a loving father that got my back he got my front he got my sides he got my the crown of my head and the soles of my feet you understand what i'm saying if god be for me who can be against me verse 32 says he that spared not his own son god didn't even spare jesus but he delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him as also freely give us all things who shall lay anything to the charge of god's elect it is god that justifieth who is he that condemneth it is christ that died yea rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of god who also maketh intercession for us so there's your proof i said it earlier there's the witness in the scripture that Jesus make his intercession for us. Okay. So got quite a bit more to share with you all. Um, this could be a good time if you need to pause this and rewind and take notes and come back. Definitely do so. Okay. I know this is a podcast, but this is also Bible study. This is also us deep diving. You know, this is definitely a serious thing. We're talking about our life here. We're talking about our relationship with God. We're talking about asking him to order our steps. And that's how we make our decisions on a daily basis on what things we should do, you know. So moving on to 1 Timothy 4.16. I'm actually going to read this scripture twice, but I'm going to read it first in the KJV. Then I'm going to read it in the plain English. So let me go ahead, make sure we're still recording. And then I'm going to go ahead and grab that scripture in my bible yeah so this is uh this is definitely an interesting topic because like i say you know a lot of us rely on technology to tell us the answers you know i mean how many of you have the little thing on your phone to help you with spelling like you know what i mean i know i do that's for sure so that's that's definitely something there Okay, so we are going to, if you're following along, 1 Timothy 4 and 16. Okay, so I got it in my my Bible, and now I'm going to read it here. Okay, so this is the KJV. It says, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee okay so let's read that in plain english it says take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine continue in them for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee that's not what it says <laughs> i read the king james again okay uh here's the easy version it says think carefully about how you live and think carefully about what you teach you must continue to do all things all these things that I have said to you, 
then God will save you yourself and he will save those people who listen to you. So this is definitely something about people who have leadership positions, whether it's on your job, whether it's, you know, in school or whether it's some type of community, whether it's at church, it doesn't matter. If you are a leader, this is definitely serious. You have to think carefully about your own life. You have to think carefully how you teach what you know about God or about anything. You must continue to do all these things, right? So it's definitely going to be beneficial for you to go and read the full chapter of 1 Timothy 4 to get that. Um, Let me double check and make sure there wasn't anything else that I needed to share with you that stuck out. One second. Ah, the first verse actually, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them, which we, which believe and know the truth. So this, this, uh, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. So let me just, let me just dive into this really quick. I really should probably do a separate podcast on this and I still might, but people getting all into this, uh, uh, you know, astrology and, you know, all these tarot cards and all these different doctrines. Oh, I'm woke. I'm spiritual. I'm this, I'm that. If it ain't lining up with the word of God, it's definitely seducing spirit and doctrines of the devil, period. I said what I said. It ain't even my words. It's in the scripture. Okay. I didn't make it up because what happens is it, it's, it is what it is. It's saying it's speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Like you got people say, oh, well, you know, we can just be together and we don't got to get married. Forbidding to marry, right? Forbidding someone to get married and condemning people to abstain from meat. Oh, I'm a vegan. I don't, I don't eat meat and you shouldn't either. That's not right, right? Judging folk on a decision which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So the point is, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused as long as it is being received in thanksgiving. So if you, so for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If you pray over it, it's good, eat it. Okay, boom. That, that squashes all of those theories. Where people telling you, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you know, you shouldn't eat meat, you should eat meat, or whatever. Do what you think is best for you. Now, health purposes, use wisdom. You know, obviously, don't just sit there and eat a whole bunch of meat all day long. You know what I mean? For You have to use wisdom. When you read the Bible, it's telling you a barometer. It's not telling you necessarily how to live every second of your life down to, well, it say here, I can eat meat as long as I pray over it. Yeah, it does, but you probably shouldn't overeat it. You probably shouldn't eat it all the time without incorporating other things. You know what I mean? Use wisdom with it. Don't don't take advantage of the word of God, right? Allow it to be a tool. Allow the word of God to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. That's allowing God to order your steps. 
but I just had to enter that in. I think I might come to that another time. Um, you know, but yeah, I wanted to share that, share that with you. We have to be careful how we live our life and how we teach others because we are epistles read by men every day. Believe it or not, even when you say something to someone, even parents, when you talk to your children, you think they're not listening. You thinking what you're saying is going in one ear and out the other. They hear you. They hear you when they need to. So don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up, you know? So yeah, moving on. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's a mouthful, right? And that's basically saying that when we follow God's word and his way, He's, he's given us a spirit of wisdom to know how to do things, to know how to apply the knowledge that we that, that he's given us. And it's basically revealing us to know more about him and open up our eyes to perceive, to be enlightened, to know what is the hope of our call of his calling. What is the reason for his calling on our lives? And the, and the glory of our inheritance in the saints. He has an inheritance. There's an inheritance that is the richest of glory. We have something to look forward to. Even when this life is over, as long as you do what 1 Timothy 6 and 12 says. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. The part I want to extract out of that is fight the good fight of faith. This life is a fight and God has given you the tools in his word to fight it. Sometimes it don't seem like it's a fair fight, but count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it all joy when you suffer and you go through and you've been persecuted for God's sake, for Jesus' sake. Because when you suffer a little bit with Christ, you also reign with him. And that may seem strange to some folk, but when you walk with God a little while, you'll understand it more by and by. Because honestly, I don't know how anyone makes it in this world without them. I don't know how people are out there just fending for themselves. You know what? I take that back. I do. Because when you're not walking with God, you obviously walking with Satan and are under the influence of him without even your knowledge. Even if you don't profess it, if you're not walking with God. Even though God shows you grace and mercy, even in the midst of our sin, if you're not professing Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're out here walking willy-nilly without the protection. The devil really ain't too much going to really bother you for real until you start walking with God. (laughs) Okay, because he don't want you to. If you get a whiff that you're trying to believe or have faith or have some joy, it's best believed there's going to be some type of test that he's going to put something in front of your face that looks so much more appealing. You know, it costs what it costs to to walk this walk with God. It costs what it costs. We are here, you know, 120 years is what we're guaranteed, you know, up to that in the word is what it says. If you if you have the if you have the blessing to be here 120 years on this earth, hopefully it will be conducive of something that involves what God would want you to do with your life. I have a couple more things to share and that shall wrap it up. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. 
this 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 verse right here is really really good another one that's really good i mean all every all verses were good but i mean for this particular topic and it says trust in the lord with all thy heart i said this earlier and lean not unto thy own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths be not wise in thy own eyes fear the lord and depart from evil it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones Honor the Lord with thy substance, that's the first fruits we talked about, and with the first fruits of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastising of the Lord, meaning don't be afraid, it says, uh, of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. Just like any parent that you correct your children, God corrects us too. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. And all thy getting, get an understanding. Everything that you know about your life, get an understanding about what it is to walk with God and allow him to lead you. So this was a rather long today. Um, I, I hope that you really got something out of this and how to... Uh, allow God to order your steps. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I couldn't possibly cover everything that there is to know. Um, I don't necessarily know what we'll be talking about next. It could possibly be a part two, but uh, stay tuned. And um, I love you very much. And I thank you for tuning in and God bless you. And uh, until next time, you guys, bye.